0: Hi, everybody. It's Stefan Molyneux from Freedom Main Radio. Hope you're doing well. Um It's an interview with Lauren Southern. we'll give you her vital stats in a moment. This is the third round. We've tried video. We've tried Skype audio. We're now down to cell phones. The next step is carrier pigeons, or maybe she can just write us something, throw it in a bottle in the ocean. We'll read it when it flows across the shore. Because apparently th- France is turning into a third-world country, not just according to its immigration policy, but apparently – it's technology. If only, Lauren, would it be fair to say it would be great if you were able to access the kind of internet that seven-year-old girls in Syria are able to access? Then we might be able to get uh, all of this stuff together.
1: Oh, uh, that, that would be wonderful. If, if only I had the full force of the neocons on my Twitter account right now, they, they could totally help me out with this.
0: <laughs> right. So we're going to throw some footage up that, that Lauren has shot uh, in her time in Paris, Um uh, somewhat like a hyperblonde angel of death, she is following uh, wherever the greatest social dislocations are occurring, fresh from her Berkeley, um, well, Battle of Berkeley twofer to Mayday in Paris, where a lot of people are screaming Mayday, not because it's Mayday, but because they're under attack or assault and it's an international signal for distress, kind of the SOS uh, of the non leftists. Uh, so just wanted to remind people before we get into the conversation follow Lauren. Twitter.com forward slash Lauren Underbar Southern. Facebook.com forward slash Lauren dot Southern dot five eight nine. We'll also link to her YouTube channel on the show notes. So I hear Lauren, Paris in the springtime is a beautiful place to be. Peace order baguettes, uh, 4,000 different cheeses, uh, wine, uh, snotty waiters, and uh, just a wonderful scent of French culture wafting through the air. Uh, am I correct in my assessment of the delights of Paris in the springtime?
1: Oh, it's it's the most romantic place on earth. I mean, it'll really bring you closer to someone while you're holding them shaking, watching a firebomb go off on the street or uh, watching armed guards on every street corner holding semi-automatic weapons. They make for great guides for tourism, at least. Uh, Paris is not what it used to be at all. It is a completely different country from what I expected it to be. It is a it's. it seems like almost it's in a war right now. It literally seems like it is in a war right
0: now. Well, it is. I was last in Paris uh, probably about 16 or 17 uh, years ago for, no, maybe 18 years ago for business. And uh, it was, you know, full of fraught, hyper-emotionally unstable and highly verbose people, but I'm one to complain. Uh, but a beautiful place, a wonderful city. Uh, it's changed a lot now. And the variety that Parisians seem to be looking able to look forward to it's either you have migrants bombing things setting fire to things throwing things at people or you have um white leftists communists and so on doing exactly the same thing at what point are they going to get just a little bit tired of this one-two punch of migrants and communists constantly disrupting the city
1: Well, that's the question that's going to be answered this weekend, potentially, which is probably going to result in both migrants and communists rioting, if they answer it properly, with Marine Le Pen. Uh, It's it's utter chaos here. I I went for breakfast this morning to people marching down the street, tons of cops with uh, guns, and just ready to stop a terrorist attack, and the gentleman that I was sitting with breakfast for was telling me, we never had this before, this is because they're afraid of terrorism. I went to go to a Marine Le Pen uh, speaking event today, and when I went in there I was almost not allowed in the meeting because I had a cell phone on me that wasn't charged, so they were afraid it could be a bomb. And they, they nearly kicked me out. They had to confiscate most of my items because they're so afraid of terrorism. And then after the meeting there, I walked down the street and there are firebombs exploding, and the police are in full on battle with communists in the streets. This country, this city is freaking insane. I haven't seen it, I've never seen anything like this. Berkeley is nothing compared to Paris right now.
0: It's shocking to think, to me at least, that uh, it was potentially more peaceful under Nazi occupation than it is currently at the moment in the throes of these kinds of social dislocations. Which leads me to our next question, Lauren. Perhaps you can unriddle this for me, bad girl, because it makes no sense to me The Parisians are facing this kind of disruption, this kind of violence, this kind of social instability and aggression, and 5% of them are voting for Marine Le Pen. What is up with that?
1: I, I wish I could explain it and I guess I have a lot of learning to do in these next few uh, weeks I have to spend here because to me, it would seem anything but the status quo is what you need to do and the status quo, of course, is your most more socialist governments, your more leftist governments, all of this, which is quite clearly not working. So you would think more French people would be rising up. You would think more French people would be pushing back to all of these horrible, horrible things that are happening in their nation. But what could happen, potentially, is a Brexit situation or a Trump situation where Marine could pull out and everyone was just silent (laughs) until Election Day, right? Unfortunately, what I'm hearing, though, from locals is that it's very unlikely that Marine will take it, although there is a shot. Uh, Like I said, though, I'm going to have to investigate that a bit more because I can't fathom, seeing what I've seen today, how people would not want Le Pen to win,
0: Right. So, if you don't mind, give me a sense of sort of what is it like to wake up in Paris, May May 1st. W- what has your day been like? When did you first... Like, if you had just sort of been beamed in there from outer space, when would you first notice that things were not as they were in the past?
1: Well, I was beamed into Paris from Iceland at about uh, 11 o'clock, and I stayed up until 5 a.m. And at about 4 a.m., I realized things were a bit off when I heard taser noises outside the window of my hotel. And I open the window and two migrants are roaming the street, tasing each other for kicks and giggles. And I'm like, oh boy, (laughs) So I got a little entertainment at four in the morning. There's a lot of uh, migrants uh, running around the streets early in the morning. And then I step outside. And the first thing I see is these streets being patrolled by tons and tons and tons of heavily armed police officers and political signs everywhere with huge, huge signs of Marine Le Pen that have been graffitied over with anti-fascists. Of course, Macron as well. Just the, the place is uh, so charged politically right now. So charged when I sat down for breakfast and I put my helmet down on the table and it had a mega sign on it, the French gentleman that was giving me a guide of France told me quickly you need to take that sticker off immediately because you could like be attacked to the point of being killed if you have that on and people recognize it in the riots today so i took off the mega sticker immediately i could wear the mega sticker in front of antifa in america and they're pretty messed up they'll they'll try to hurt you as well they'll try to throw bricks at your face and hit you with bike locks but i honestly think if they recognize that mega sticker when i was in the riots today They could have seriously hurt me if not killed me. I felt way, way, way way more in danger here in Europe against the Antifa here.
0: Wow. That is, I mean, that is truly astonishing. And it just shows you, you know, the, the only people who can even imagine that they have the right of free speech in a public space anymore are people on the left. Because if you're not directly on the left and in conformity with that savage narrative with the feral left doctrine uh, you are in in danger of physical assault we know this in america but it's not quite as clear to people how much because the trump sort of phenomenon uh, has not erupted as much uh, in in europe you really are in danger exercising even just having a a poster or having uh, a sticker uh, you you can be a, there's little free speech outside of the left if at all left in in france it,
1: it, it's not even like the left here though it's Freaking communists, Stefan! Like these are radicals. The whole place—they had—they had shrines to Lenin and Stalin here. They were waving Che Guevara flags, huge communist signs all over the beautiful architecture and uh, statues across Paris were just covered in communist flags. And these were all extreme radical leftists, like nothing. And in the thousands in the streets, the thousands of communists. So, well, yeah. yeah, it's hard to even say a leftist would be safe here.
0: Right. And I know you're going to be there for a couple of weeks, but, you know, one of the things I would suggest, if you don't know already, is try and figure out what the heck is going on with sort of government education in in France. Like, what the hell are these kids right. learning that this is sort of a norm uh, in a way of approaching history and, and culture, economics, civilization and the future? What the hell are they learning?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I assume it's kind of like Antifa is surprisingly, there are more radical Antifa than the ones you, one you see here in France throwing firebombs. And those would be the ones in Germany where they have so much guilt being talked to them on a daily basis. Their whole education system is one giant guilt trip for being white, for uh, past historical instances that these kids had nothing to do with so I can only assume that much of Europe is similar to that and this extremist guilt trip and extremist um, favor of socialist systems is having an impact on young people to the extent that they feel (laughs) they feel not just justified in throwing firebombs at police, but cheering on men that are on fire on the ground rolling. i witnessed today two men be set on fire in a blaze of just inferno and then laying on the ground rolling while their friends patted them down and a crowd of young people cheering this on. It was, I can't even, like the, the video can hardly describe what I felt looking at that.
0: Ah, uh, white guilt, the last strip mineable resource that environmentalists have no problem being exploited to the max. Um, so okay, so you had breakfast and, and then what happened with your day? Did you end up back in the hotel? Have you basically been out the whole day? And, and just take us if you can, just step by step for those who are, yeah. don't have the uh, fortitude or money to, to get there. What is it like for you on the ground?
1: Yeah, I went uh, right after that. I took the Metro down to the Marine Le Pen event, which they had way, way, way outside the city because they weren't about to risk having it near any of the protests. That would be disaster. Uh, and when we got to the Marine Le Pen event, it, it was about a fifteen, ten 10 to 15 minute walk from the entrance of the event to where she was actually speaking because they needed to have so much security. They needed to clear the entire radius around it to make sure no one would bomb it. No one, there would be no terrorist attacks. The whole place is on high, high alert for terrorism. Like it, immediately I left my bag, like maybe three feet away from me this morning when I was at the event and someone immediately came up to me and was like, Lauren, do not leave your bag unattended like that. You'll freak people out. So you, it's a whole different mindset. You have to change yourself into when you're in Paris because it is. Uh, the people I had breakfast with had witnessed multiple terrorist attacks in the, in their lives. It's something they think about on a daily basis, even if they don't talk about it, because it's not politically correct to talk about, but it's something they think about and are very conscious about, and you have to be conscious about as well when you're here. Like I said, leaving my bag a few feet away from me scares the shit out of people. So, excuse my language. Right, right. Um, yeah, and, and then walking into the event, they did a whole, like pat me down, search, feeling my boobs up, right? Like, they were not missing anything. They turned on every electronic device I had. I'm talking, like, tiny little audio recorders I had. They turned it on because they were so afraid any little thing I had could be a bomb. And I'm a a blonde girl. Like, I don't think I am the likely suspect to blow things up unless they think I'm feminine, right? But the, the amount of terror alert they're on right now was shocking to me.
0: It's it's interesting, of course, how if you invite the entire Middle East and their cousins to your country, your country ends up <clears throat> looking and feeling quite a lot like Israel, uh, because that, of course, is something that the Israelis uh, of, of every ethnicity and uh, religion have to deal with on a daily basis, that consciousness of the imminence of attack. And um, it's also striking to me, and I don't know if you've got a sense of this as yet, Lauren, if there was, I mean, if you can imagine if the major female candidate in the last American political race, Hillary Clinton, of course, if you had to have this kind of security because Hillary Clinton events were going to be bombed or threatened to be bombed or disrupted by a patriarchal mean culture, then uh, feminists would be going nuts. Is there any sense that a female candidate for the first female presidency of France, who's supported by a significant number of uh, women – uh, that, that she faces this kind of threat, is there any sense that, that there may be something anti-feminist about this whole environment?
1: Uh, I'm with her does not work in this case, apparently. <laughs> the whole appeal to vagina does not work in the Marine Le Pen situation at all. Maybe it's her deep voice, I don't know. Or maybe it's just because no one actually cares about gender and they only care about politics and use gender as a... caveat to get what they want but you know what was actually fascinating to me is when i was going to this event a lot of the young nationalists that were attending were women there were tons of women way more women than i have ever seen at a political event uh in canada or america young women. And maybe maybe it is because they're truly afraid and experiencing the, the genuine oppression of their gender now in their country. When I got on the bus, I, I'm sorry, the, it's not an exaggeration when you say they have imported the entire Middle East. I got on a bus and I couldn't see a single French person. I was trying to play a game of Bought the Frenchman while I was here, it was like playing Where's Waldo? You can't find Europeans in Paris. <laughs> it's, it's a game, right? So uh, you must assume with all these people from different countries coming, they're going to bring their culture as well. That's not even an assumption. That is something that has been tested by Pew Research. And so I think it's causing for a large push of young women to start to realize they are in genuine danger of a culture being imported that believes they are objects and cows and sheep.
0: Right. And, uh, you know, I guess it takes this kind of migratory pattern to make people say that uh, white male patriarchy is not looking so bad now, is it?
1: (laughs) No, not bad at all.
0: And so uh, is the mood in Paris that you've seen, is it anger? Is it resignation? Is it optimism? I mean, it seems like, you know, it's like, they're like Bond villains. You know, they always have these elaborate slow deaths in, in Bond movies. You know, this laser is going to go up to your groin at one centimeter a day. And it's like <laughs> they're not even tied down, but they won't get off the the death table. I mean, w- what is the mindset of the people here facing down this kind of disaster? <sighs> How do I explain that?
1: It's it's very strange because it's one of those things where everyone knows what is going on, right? It's impossible to not know what is going on. People here have had family members die. They know someone who has died in a terrorist attack. A terrorist attack has happened in their city. They've experienced the violence and the, just the complete and utter dissatisfaction of the public and political extremism. And yet they're polite and quiet about it. They try to pretend it's not happening, right? It's, I think hypernormalization is that the thing I'm looking for? I'm trying to think of the word. But it, it's where everyone just kind of pretends it doesn't exist because it's politically incorrect to act as if it's a problem. It's exactly what their, their president said. Terrorism is just something we're going to have to live with now. And people have just said, okay, we're going to have to live with it. And they just praise and worship multiculturalism as if it's their new god. And no no amount of death it seems can stop them from worshiping that god of multiculturalism and this putting on those rose colored glasses while people are being mowed down in the streets. Right.
0: It's so strange to me, Lauren, to think that when it comes to something as abstract and hard to imagine and challenging to, to prove as, as climate change or global warming. You're not supposed to accept that as something that just is, is going to happen. That you have to mobilize the trillions of dollars and all the world's governments to, to pass laws and to change things because we won't accept something like the weather being what it is. But when it comes to a very specific policy of immigration and assimilation or non-assimilation, well then, you, you you can control the weather, but you're helpless in the face of immigration policies. How, what a bizarre mindset to be in!
1: Yeah, and they'll they'll spend all of the the tax dollars in the world trying to prevent terrorism. But it, the only reason they're trying to prevent it, it seems, is so that they don't have to admit it exists so that they don't have to lose their moral high ground they just want to prevent it so that they don't have to say hey maybe we should look out for mohammed and everyone else it's it's you're you're allowed to acknowledge that you're you're allowed to pay tons and tons and tons and tons of tax dollars towards the prevention of this yet you're not allowed to acknowledge it's a problem you just have to keep virtue signaling i i it's not sustainable It's not sustainable. And the political situation here is going to keep getting worse. People on both sides are going to continue getting more violent. And I'm not sure what's going to happen with the young people on the right if Le Pen loses, because they're going to be inheriting a... uh, How do I explain it? it? They're going to be inheriting a dead country. It's it, There's nothing to lose after Macron wins and you get this next wave of six million refugees that are waiting to come into Europe in the summer. France will be gone.
0: Yeah. It's like the Shire at the beginning of the first book versus the Shire at the end of the last book for those who know those yeah. kind of analogies. And that is that is a very strange thing To imagine that uh, there is, of course, the demographic problems in terms of birth rates, there are cultural problems in terms of assimilation. And there is just this general sense of helplessness and inevitability. And what frustrates me, you know, sometimes I'll see these kind of comments uh, on the web, you know, well, we're doomed, nothing can be changed. It's like snap out of it there's still choices to be made. There's still decisions that you can make. There's still conversations you can have with people. I mean, it's almost like watching people are hypnotized walking off a cliff and nobody, you could just wake them up by snapping your fingers, but nobody wants to make a sound.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of the, there are, that, That's one thing. The young people that do mobilize here are doing it in far more organized and better ways than uh, the young people that I've seen in America and Canada. Generation Identitaire are putting in a lot of good work towards stopping this refugee nonsense and fighting back against their government's agendas. And uh, they're, they're a very, very reasonable, reasonable organization of just young people who want to... Th- their whole thing is we don't want to pay into social systems that have become so generous with strangers that they are unsustainable for ourselves, and we want to protect our culture. That is their message. There's nothing racist or white supremacist about it. It's just a pretty reasonable view, and yet they are seen as fascists and attacked on the subway, and even one of the leaders in Austria, Martin Sellner, was attacked by five Antifa on the subway and pepper sprayed them and managed to get away, but this is something they deal with all the time and get almost no attention in the media. I mean, we get attention for Berkeley and American media at the very least. It gets on the news, but the identitarians and Antifa are not covered in Europe. It's just something that is normal.
0: Right. Well, and of course, as we know from the history of French philosophy or pseudo-philosophy from the 50s onwards, it's been very much normalizing this kind of violence, this kind of Saul Alinsky tactics of the ends justify the means. And it seems to me they're just driven by so much hatred of traditional Western European white civilization that, you know, the enemy of my enemy is, is my friend. I just you know, what role do they think they're going to have if 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 French culture shifts so much towards Middle Eastern culture? It's hard to imagine where where they're going to. But again, they think they're just driven by these short-term hatreds that to some degree they're responsible for, I think to some degree has been programmed into them by their elders. Now, getting outside of Paris, of course, is where, like the Rust Belt in the States for Trump, the support for Marine Le Pen is, of course, generally outside of the cities. And I would imagine Hmm. among people who are less indoctrinated by sort of post-secondary miseducation in the universities and so on, do you have any plans to try and get to the heartland of support territory for Le Pen?
1: Yes, actually, I'm going to be taking a trip uh, out to Lyon tomorrow. I I don't know how much support that has for Le Pen, but it's two hours, three hours maybe outside of Paris. So I'm going to be doing a bit of traveling outside of this area, maybe for my own safety, you know, percentage wise, if I spend less time in Paris, I think I'm more likely to survive this trip. (laughs) So I'll do a bit of exploring outside of Paris. uh, Absolutely.
0: Great. Now i just want to close off by giving you the opportunity to um, give the speech, which I'm sure some French people may feel nervous uh, to give, but um, what, what is it? It's it's coming up, right? It's less than a week away. This decision, which may Mm -hmm. not come back again. To France, I mean, you say, "Well, five years," but you know, in five years, it may it may well be too late, in my opinion. But what is it that you want, French people who are listening to this? And forty percent of French people speak English, so it's not like they're not out there who can absorb this. But what, Lauren, would you like to say to um, to the men, and I guess particularly to the women uh, of France about what's coming up this week?
1: I think the most important message is that I think deep down, most people know that they do love their history and their culture and the freedoms that they have in the West. And if they truly put some thought to it, it's not something that they want to lose. And it's not something that they should feel bad for wanting. You shouldn't feel bad for wanting to preserve the future of your community. You shouldn't feel bad for wanting to preserve social systems and have them be sustainable for yourselves and not so generous generous with strangers that your whole economic system collapses. It is not selfish of you to want to have a functioning country. It is not selfish of you to want to have borders. It's not selfish of you to not want to be mowed down by trucks in the street. It is simply, in fact, I I would say that it is is far more kind-hearted to try to preserve a good culture for the people that can live in it and for your children and for their children than it is to appeal to a simple fleeting desire to virtue signal for just a moment with a vote so it's not selfish to want to save your country is what i would have to say to the french people because i think they have like many europeans have been taught that it is
0: right i mean yeah because there's really only two possibilities either people are coming from foreign cultures because they like and appreciate france the way it is i go to a french restaurant to eat french Mm -hmm. food in which case fights to keep your culture the way it is to allow people to enjoy it, or people are coming from other cultures because they want to displace your culture, in which case you're going to have to fight for your culture either way. But um, either way, it's something well worth sustaining. Thanks so much, Lauren. Stay safe. Of course, we'll stay in touch, hopefully, during the course of your time in France. Just wanted to remind people, twitter.com forward slash Lauren, underbar southern, facebook.com slash lauren.southern.589 and we'll put a link again as we mentioned to her youtube channel where i assume you will be uploading as you are in the process right now uh, of uploading footage trying from, yeah from what you're doing yeah trying i mean wow i mean i don't know what the heck has happened to, to french internet but it's not not particularly <laughs> pretty uh thanks a lot lauren we appreciate the information you're providing we'll do our best to try and get it out to as wide an audience as possible stay safe and we'll talk to you soon absolutely
1: thank you for having me on